and you shall command the Bnei Yisrael. Who is you? You is Moshe Rabbeinu. Hashem is saying to Moshe Rabbeinu, you shall command the Bnei Yisrael. The whole Parshish Truma that we learned till now began with one statement with Vaidaber Hashem El Moshe Leimer, Dabra Bnei Yisrael. Hashem says they should take me Truma. That's where the Parshish begins. And then the Parshish begins with Elosh Rabin. It says, Va'osu, and they shall make the Atsishitim Oimdim. And then the Posse goes over, starting with Posse Yud Gimel, the Posse goes over to talk with Va'osisa, you should make the Bade Atsishitim. Va'osisa, you should make a Kapoiris Zav Torah, then Tadzata. Then Va'osisa Shulchan, you should make the Shulchan. Va'osisa Ka'aroisa, you should make the Ka'aroisa. Va'osisa Menoida Zav. You should make the Menorah. That's a Mishkan Tase. And the Mishkan you shall make. The Osiso, then it says Yiris. You shall make the Yiris. Everything the Osiso, Mikhsei, the Osiso has Akroshim. And then the Posse goes on and talks to you about the Osiso. El Poroiches, Tcheles, Vargomon, and the Osiso has a Mizbeach, Hatsishitim, the Osiso has Hatsara Mishkan. All the things for Osiso. After saying what Hashem told him to say, to the Bnei Yisrael, to, to collect the money, that's what he's supposed to tell the Bnei Yisrael. Hashem doesn't tell him, tell the Bnei Yisrael the Yasu they should do. It says, Hashem says to the Bnei Yisrael to go and collect, that he should go and collect, and from what you collect Vosiso, they should tell Moshe Rabbeinu you should do. In Rashi we learned about the Menoir and Moshe, this Kasha Moshe, and he threw it in. It's all called like Moshe Rabbeinu is doing. It wasn't actually Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu, as we learn in the Pasha. But the command was to Vasis you should do. Now the Torah continues and changes the Lashon. And writes here, Now you should command the Bnei Yisrael. Also, it's a different, it's a, it's a change of Lashon. Till now it says, Vashem, Dabra Bnei Yisrael, we heard that in Koyseimerel Bnei Yisrael, Sagid Yaakov. Here we have, uh, and you shall command. So Hashem is sort of changing the Lord and saying to Moshe Rabbeinu, and you should command, instruct, and command the Bnei Yisrael. And, you know, of course, we know the Hasidic Taichit, that you will connect, that Moshe Rabbeinu connects the Bnei Yisrael. And you, Moshe, you collect the Bnei Yisrael. And in the Maimer, the last Maimer that we have so far, uh, that the Rebbe gave out, and it was the Maimer of Ato Tetzaveh. And over there, the Rebbe speaks Bariches, many diyukim in this Posik, in this Rashi, in this Posik over here. Because the Posik continues, it says, V'yichu, right? It says, V'yichu Eilacha. They should take to you. In other words, they have to take the Shemen. Zayis, they should take to you, they should take the Shemen Zayis to you. What does it mean to you? Bring it to Moshe Rabbeinu. Somehow, this also works. What is, why do they have to have the Shemen Zayis? Zoch, the viewer. Kosis Lamoir, then Kosis Lamoir means that it's crushed for lighting, especially as we'll see. The Moir, the, for the lighting in the Mishkan, in the Menorah, it had to have special, uh, special oil. So, to kindle the lamps continuously. So, over there it explains all these details, but we'll learn now the Pashat in the Pasik. 
now again, but this follows the in the Pashtib Shad, Lecha, they should bring to you because all the jobs, whether it's the making of the Mishkan or it's the lighting of the Menorah now, it says Lecha, Shemen they should bring to you. Uh, now, before when it talks about the gifts from the Mishkan in the beginning of Pasha's Truma, which also talks about the different gifts. Over there it says also Shemen uh, Lamoir, it says in the uh, Pasuk. In Pasuk Vav in Truma, in the beginning of Per Chofei Pasuk Vav, the Pasuk already talks about Shemen uh, Lamoir, that that was one of the items that the Yidden had to contribute, the Shemen Lamoir. But here um, he uh, specifies it more specifically. He says, You should command them in Yisrael, they should take to you. Now, in the Pasuk over there, when it talks about all the different kinds, the Pasuk says, Yisrael, li. Okay? They should take for me. Over here, he's telling you, they should bring to you. Right? And take for you. Uh, they should take for you. But over here, the Pasuk specifies the Shemen, what kind of an oil? It says, a Shemen Zayis Zoch. Olive oil, it says before it's olive, and it also says pure olive oil. We'll see what is the meaning of pure olive oil. And as she says, uh, and the Pasuk says again, not just pure olive oil, it has to be kosis lamoyer. It has to be crushed for lighting. What does the extra kosis lamoyer mean? We'll see in Rashi. And here the Pasuk also adds, the halish ne'er tamid, that you should have this kindled for all the time. Because the Torah is going to now not just talk about the gift of like a building of the structure which they did the one-time thing. Here the Torah is going to talk about a service, the beginning of the service, what they did with some of the items. The previous items we learned in the Pasuk that they took as gifts. The Zahav was for what? The gold. We learned all the golden kalim. The Chesev, the silver, was for the Nechoshes. There were Vavim, there were Nechoshes that they made. So that was the chesed. The nechoshes, the copper. We had the mizbeach nechoshes. We had we had copper sockets. We had we had the kiyar, which we didn't learn yet. Is going to be nechoshes. We used the nechoshes for that. Of course, the tchelis agomen to laashoni v'sheish v'izim. We made the coverings. We made the curtains. Some of them were made just from the izim. Some were made from the tchelis agomen woven together. The paroichas, the covers. We used that. Then we had. The oiris elim edomim veiris tochashim. Those were the covers that either Rashi we, we they either were half and half or one on top of the other. But those were also covers used. Now we use the shem and lamoyer. That wasn't used for the construction. That was used for the use of the mizbeh of the mishkan of the avoda already. Okay, and also the besamim the shem and hamishcha that was used for the use of the mizbeh. Okay. Then the last things that the Pesach counted over there, the Avni Shoim, Avni Miluim, that was for the Big Dekona, which the Pesach mentioned. So it actually goes in order. Now we're up to the Shemen Lamoir, basically. We're up to what did they do with the oil. So now it's not talking about the construction. It's talking to you about how they actually use the oil. So now he says, So you shall command the Bnei Yisrael 
they should take to you that oil that I said before, that's going to be the Shemen, Zayizoch, and that's going to be Koslamoyer, Laulis Nertomit, as the Torah is going to go out describing what they should do with it. Vato Tetzavezoch, Dr. Ashi, look inside. What means pure belish morim? That means that it should be without sediments. Um, like we learned the Gemara Menachas Pevav Aleph, that what? That how does he do? He allows it to be to ripen on the top of the olive tree, the chulu, etc. And over there, the pasuk says that once it's ripened, then we take it down. And the Gemara explains with the Menachas how the process worked. Then it says kosis lamoir, crushed, kosis crushed. Zoktrashi, hazeisim hoyo koishesh b'machteshes. The olives he would crush in a crushing thing, in a mortar, to crush it. But he would not grind them in a mill. So they shouldn't have sediments. If you grind the olive, you're going to get a mixture of oil and sediments. But if you crush it, you squeeze it, so you get the olive out. Then Rashi says, after you took out the first drop of the olive, then you bring it into the mill and you grind it. For the olive oil, you gave one squeeze. You took the olive, you gave it, you put it into the squeezer. It gave one squeeze. The first drop of oil that came out, that was the one that was fit. That was kosis. It was squeezed. That's how we get the zayazoch. And then you put it into the uh, mill and you grind it. The second oil, oil that comes beyond the first drop, is unfit for the menorah. But it is kosher, nevertheless, uh, for the mincha, for the meal offering that you bring, and you have to have oil over there. So over there, it doesn't need to be only the uh, the first oil. Uh, so, I guess that also for the menoches, they would not, uh, they would not uh, um, uh, uh, grind it. I don't know, I don't say they would grind it. The second oil uh, means that after the first drop, you have a first drop, then you put it into the rechaim. But the shemen hasheni means what? Meaning like after the first squeeze of oil, if you squeezed it more and you have some more oil, that is kosher for menoches. I mean, I'm not sure so what, they do, they what happens. They what happens. Uh-huh. They're like two containers, like one right under, like if they pour it, if one drops in, then they pour it into another one, but it's not anything. The, uh, the first, I guess the first squeeze. And the the way we know it is because the Pesach says, Kosis la moir, it has to be squeezed only for the lighting. The loy Kosis la menoches, but it doesn't have to be crushed for the menoches. From the lotion of the Rashi and lotion of Pesach, is mashma that the... Uh, that the menachas um, um, don't need to be squeezed at all. You can use the rechaim. Uh, See, there's two steps over here. First of all, because we're telling you it has to be the first drop. So even without putting it into the mill to grinding it up, it has to be the first drop. Because with the machteshes itself, you can get the first drop. and You squeeze it more, you can get a second drop. So first of all, we're telling you that it has to be the first drop. Okay, but if it has to be, it has to be the first drop. If it has to be the first drop, 
it's obvious that you can't put it into the mill because if you put it into the mill and you crush it up, you're not going to get a first drop. You only get a first drop if you squeeze it, if you cry, if you crush it. But if you grind it, you're not going to get a first drop over there. You're going to get a mixture over there. That's what I'm thinking. It seems like this. It seems that after it comes out a second tip of the shayna, don't squeeze it anymore. Take it to the chayim because it's not good anymore. Right? That's what he would do. That's the say that he would do after the first drop. You bring it into the mill because you couldn't uh, squeeze it anymore. It was no no use. But what I'm trying to figure out is uh, menaches apparently should be uh, okay because it says kosis la moir kosis la menaches. So the uh, why does Rashi say the shemen hasheni postul lemenoyda, but the kosher lemenaches? Rashi should say not the shemen hasheni. Rashi should say that crushed shemen is kosher lemenaches because it says kosis la moir kosis la menaches that for the Moir, we need for the Moir, we need it to be crushed, but for the Menachas, we don't need it to be crushed. But Rashi doesn't say. Rashi says Shemen Hasheni is Pasul Noira, but Kosher the Menachas. Shemen Hasheni comes out that that is even if without Machlis on the Rachaim That's a whole other process. I know it's not clear to me this Rashi. I gotta look in the first and see what the Gemara says how the Menachas worked over there. Let's go back to it. Um, to, kindle, to kindle lamps continuously. To have a constant light. Uh, so first, the word is lahalis. What does it mean, lahalis? It should say lahadlik. To light, right? Lahadlik, you have to light. Lahalis means to bring up. Zokhtarashi, madlik. The koyen shall light it until the flame rises by itself. What does it mean until the flame rises by itself? Sometimes you can light it and then you go away and the thing burns out. When we try to light a Hanukkah in there, so we light it and you didn't do right, it goes out. That would be called lahadlik, to light it. Lahadlik. When you say lahadlik, means to see that the flame now goes once you light it. Lighting is the act. When you light it, then it burns. But when you want to say it's not just to light it, but for it to go, that the flame should go up by itself. In other words, once you lit it, now the flame is going to continuously go. That means lahalis, that you're bringing up the flame. So you're bringing out that after you light, it continues to light afterwards. That means that the flame goes up by itself, it follows by itself. And that is done tomit. What does it mean so that the light should go up constantly? The Pashat would mean Tomit, that the light had to burn non-stop. You know, like they have sometimes in shuls, a near Tomit, they call it. A constant light, it's always on, it burns continuously. Also, so, the yeah. so therefore you would think that what means a Tomit over here, you should light it, and you light it once. So now the flame goes up, it's near Tomit. It goes up all the time. So all the time means continuously. Now it never goes out. So Rashi no. Tomit means kolayl v'laylo called kori tomit. And the fact that you do it all the time continuously, meaning that you do it every night, each night you do it, that means you're doing it all the time, tomit. like you say, in it says, oilas tomit, the constant oila. Doesn't mean that the oila was constantly, it was done, when? 
Something which is done every day is called, you constantly do it. Even though you do it once a day, you do it once. Something which is done every night, like the lighting of the menorah, which is done every night, is called constantly. So he says, all the time to be doing it because it's going to be done every night. As we'll see later on the Psukim when the thing was done. That's why it's called Tomit. Also with the Mincha of the Chavitim, that's the kind of flat pan meal, meal offering uh, of the Kayan Godel. So there's also the word over there, Tomit is mentioned over there. Nemar and Gimel, it says Tomit over there. Uh, the Kayan Godel would bring a constant. Uh, Minchas uh, Chavitim, a constant uh, meal offering that was done constantly. That wasn't mean constantly. It was the half of it was done in the morning and half of it was done in the evening, and still he calls it constantly. Constant means what? Every day, once in the morning, once in the afternoon. Rashi says, but when it says Tomid. Um, this was in Posik in the Pashas Truma, right before the end of Shani, in Posik Lamed in um, in Perik of Hay, of the Posik says, "Masalta Shulchan Lechem Ponai Lefonei Tomid." In all these cases of Tomid, it still meant constantly, at least meant once a day, and by the Tamid Minchas Chavitim, it actually meant twice every day. So that's Tomid. So Rashi says, "Avol." However, you should know the Tomid. Here, Tomid means what? But you should know that the Tomid that is written by Lechem upon him, although over there it says also Tomid, but over there it means Meshabbos Lashabbos, from week to week. From one week to the other week, the fact, as we learned over there, that on Friday they would put it up until it placed in the table on Shabbos. So that is on every Shabbos, Meshabbos Lashabbos. Every Shabbos you placed, though you baked them on Friday, we learned before through in the baking way, and you prepared it, you kept it, you baked it in the metal ones, and you put them over to the um, to the other uh, to the other uh, one. So still, it's called uh, tamid, something which comes from week to week is also called tamid. Pasuk be'oyel moyet in the tent of meeting michutz la outside the dividing curtain. We had the dividing curtain, remember? The dividing between Kodesh and the and the Kodesh. That's the Tel Amazon behind the Kodesh HaKadoshim. And then you had the 20 Amas that was for the um, was for the reg- for the rest of the Mishkan. So outside of the Paroiches, meaning in the, Ko- in the Kodesh area. So outside of the Paroiches, that is Al Ha'edus, that is over the Edus. Yarech Oisoi Arein Uvonov, Aaron his son shall set it up. He set up the Benayra. May Erev Ad Boiker. From evening to the morning. Lifnei Hashem before Hashem. That's when you set up. So you light it from the Erev until the Boiker before Hashem. Chukas Oilam. This is an everlasting statue. Lifnei For their generations. May Eiz Bnei Yisrael from the children of Israel, that that's the children of Israel has to do, prepare it Aaron and his sons these are the Kohanim, the Kohanim Aaron and his sons, the Kohanim they are the ones that have to prepare the work in the do the Menorah 
So Tarashi me'erev ad boiker from the evening till the morning. So Tarashi ten lo midoso. You should give her the measure, the proper measure of oil. Place in those neris, in those holders, in those bazichim. Pay, pay, put in them midoso the amount. Shetei delekes me'erev ad boiker so that it should light from the evening until the morning. The Chachomim estimated that a chatzi lug, you're putting in a half of a lug, that's the measure, a half a lug of oil, of shemen zayis, zoch, of the kosis lamoyer, you put in a half a lug, lelele tevis ha'aruchim, that is for the long nights of tevis. V'chein l'chol halelis, and likewise, you estimate, I think, l'chol halelis. No, not estimate. L'chein, in other words, you put in the longest, the chatziluk, you do it l'chol ha'leilis, you do it for all the nights. Now, v'im yoyser, if it's left over, e'en b'kach klum, it doesn't matter. So we put in, even in the short uh, summer months, right? The short summer months, we would also put in a chatziluk. So you're going to see by the boiker, it's going to... Uh, be left over. What does it mean? If there is extra, it doesn't matter. If it is extra, it seems then the flame will burn longer, right? It's better. Now, what does it mean? If it's more, I thought means if it remains. In other words, left over. So it would seem that when they came in the morning, they put out the flame. Because the mitzvah was to light it me'erevat boiker, and then when it came in the morning, you went and you extinguished the fire. And therefore, there is yoiser, there's leftover. So Rashi says, vim yoiser, and if it left over, or im yivoser, if it would left over, and v'kachklum, there's nothing about it, there's no matter, it doesn't bother anybody. So l'chayr, it's mashma from the Rashi over here, that uh, the, the way it burned is, was me'erevat boiker. Otherwise, Rashi should say, If it burns more, it doesn't matter. So until it finishes the oil. But here it says, So it comes out that Rashi learns that the uh, menorah was extinguished and then you have more oil there. Posik Aleph. So they took out the light and then they just left the oil. That's right. And Rashi says, doesn't matter. Rashi doesn't matter. And then the next day, they put tons but they cleaned, but we already learned they had to clean the manure. They had the things to clean the manure oh, with so the, the wicks and everything else. He says it is. In, the in other words, we're not going to so go... Easier to clean Rashi it. says we're not going to go every night and going to go estimate. Oh, today is only a quarter look. It's a short night. We need less oil. Today is a longer night. We need more uh, oil. We're going to put in the same amount of oil all the time. Uh-huh. And then when it'll come the morning, we'll extinguish it. And then... What we'll do is we'll have leftover. We'll do like the longest day and then. That's what Rashi says. Longest night, Mirina. Posik Aleph. The Ato. Again, the Posik is talking about Moshe Rabbeinu again. The Ato. By the way, this is the only parsha which Moshe Rabbeinu is not mentioned by name. That's right. And that's why it says here also the Ato. Even higher level. Yeah, that's right. The Ato is the you. That's right, exactly. Why then higher level? Because when you say a, ma- a name, it's really an expression of the person. He's called by something. You, you define him by his name. But Ba'ato, you, you is whoever you are. You know, so how is that a lashon of Bittal if it's you? Because really, you're person nothing. Not, person person shouldn't be called by you. If that well, after Mesha passed away, um, 
wasn't mentioned anymore? He no, he is, he is mentioned. You know, from the time of Moshe Rabbeinu's birth, he's always mentioned by the name of the Chumash, besides this Pasha. And we are not, besides here, because... After he, di- after he passes away, is he mentioned? Yes. Really? But there is not much left of the Pasha. Uh, you know, I mean, it's uh, everything talks about... Everything talks about Moshe Rabbeinu. It's just the last day to suck him over there. Uh, in the Torah. So why did Hashem stop the Torah there? Like, Navi takes it over. Yeah. From Yeshua. That's why? right. Why did Hashem stop the Torah there? This is the Hamish Chumshter. That's in a level of itself. Uh, okay, let's go by it. Then the Navi is, is another level. Yeah. Posik Aleph. The Ato, again, just like with Posik, the Ato, Tetzavez, B'nai Yisrael. And they take to you the Shem and Zayizoch. That is because he's Lamod Lanestorit. And even though he gives it later on to Arnavana, so the Pasik says, but the Ato and you, Hakri Vilecho as Arinachicho, there's Bon of Ito. Bring them close, Arin is your brother and his sons with him. From amongst the Bnei Yisrael. Lechahanoili to serve me. You know, they serve me, they become Kahanim. Now, even though the Torah told you before that they're going to do the Arnavanov, that they're going to light the Menorah, but before they light the Menorah, you have to make them Kohanim first. So Hashem says, bring them close, your brother Aaron and his son, from amongst the rest of the Menei Yisrael, to make them into the Kohanim. Who are they right now? There were four sons. Aaron, that's your brother, plus Nadov and Abavihu. Allah's are Summer, and Allah's are Summer, Bnei Aaron, these are the sons of Aaron. Now the thing is like this, Nodova Vihu were mentioned several times till here. We did not mention over there Elozavi Summer. When the Torah spoke about the Yichas of Levi in Ishpashis Vaira, Humeshva Aaron, the person was Miyachas them, and he tells you the children of Aaron, the Torah talks about Nodova Vidu also and Elozavi Summer. But from that point on, when it talks about who should go up together with Moshe Rabbeinu and who should be in different places, only Nodav Aviyu didn't mention Allah's of his summer. But over here, when it's coming to make them Kohanim, he brings back Allah's of his summer. By the way, because we see that Nodav Aviyu didn't last that long, because Nodav Aviyu, we're going to learn, because even though we said before that the Rashi said in the Parshish uh, Mishpatim, Rashi says that when they went up together with Moshe Rabbeinu, then they looked and Rashi says they were Nishayv Misa over there already. That was not the Maviyu. And Hashem waited for them. No, they didn't go up. It seemed like they weren't on a high enough level. Maybe they weren't old enough at the time. and I don't know, maybe they were still younger. Also, also I thought that one of the reasons, is it, isn't there like a few reasons like, why they passed away, it wasn't just because that, also because their father, because of Iron Man, the Egel. Yeah, we'll see later on. That's in later on with the Pazik talks about it. When did Iron die after Moshe? Before Moshe. At the end, Doesn't we'll learn at the, the end, we'll learn at the end of the, of the Pashas Bamidbar, we're going to learn about it. The Pashas Bamidbar, yeah. Talks about, Mar, about talks about Aaron, it talks about Miriam, and it talks about Moshe Rabbeinu, when they died. They passed away, let's talk about it. But now, we're talking about um, um, we're talking about here in mentioning the laws of the summer because they will actually remain the Kohanim uh, together with Aaron after Notavavu uh, after they die. Um, you know, Aaron himself was a man. Remember, he we married. And we just want to remind it Elisheva, Basaminodov, who was the sister of Nachshin Ben Aminodov. Also, you know, we have also the Nachshin. We're going to learn Nachshin. 
Now this whole thing that we learned about that the they went into the Yam, Nachshman and Menodov jumped into the Yam, I don't believe we read that in Rashi over there. Rashi never brought this down, that Medrash, that Nachshman and Menodov went into the Yam. I don't think, I don't remember that Rashi should bring that down. Uh, that's from the Medrash, but not in, not, I don't think that Rashi. But anyways, in the Pasuk we learned, and then we'll see later on, as the leaders of the tribes will learn about Nachshman and Menodov also. But now, nevertheless, now we're talking about here in the Pasuk, and also this summer, Bnei Aaron. Now, the Bosch when should he bring them close? This is all being told to Moshe Rabbeinu on Har Sinai. Right? Everything is being told to Moshe Rabbeinu while he was still on the mountain. Yeah, yeah Moshe Rabbeinu on the mountain. David is telling him all these things. Not physically, he was on the top of the mountain. Yeah, for 40 days and 40 nights. Oh, we learned that the Bosch for 40 days. The said, yeah, they didn't see him. Yeshua pitched his tent. We learned at the, the end of Pashas. We learned the end of Pashas Mishpatim. That Moshe and Yeshua, Yeshua pitched his tent over there. Moshe made went up to the mountain and was yeah, there for 40 days and 40 nights. He wasn't physically able to be seen on top of the mountain. You couldn't see him, no. He was uh, far. You know, he was higher up on the mountain. I mean, they didn't see him. Yeah. Uh, so when was this supposed to take place? This takes place after the completion of the Mishkan will take place, so then you will do this process of bringing Aaron Vonov close. And then you should do these things, the following things for Aaron Vonov. This is the way you should bring him close. But first you have to build the Mishkan, and first you have to uh, do the whole things, which Hashem has told him part of it before. Then the Pesach says, Beis. You should make holy garments for your brother Aaron. L'chavit, for honor, U'l'sifonis, and for glory. Those are the big dekuna. Pasi Gimel. V'ato z'dabit al-kochach me'leif. And you shall speak to all people who are wise, wise in the heart, meaning they have thoughtful ideas. Asher mi'lei sivruach chokhmah. That I filled with a spirit of wisdom. In other words, they have their brains, they have knowledge, they know how to do that. They fill them with wisdom. But also as big the Aaron, they should make the garments of Aaron. Lekadshoi, to sanctify him. Lekhaneli, so he can serve me. So that these garments are used to make Aaron holy. Once he puts on these garments, these garments of glory and honor that he would wear, they would be Mekadashim, Lekadshoi, to make him, to sanctify him, so that he can become a coin to me, so that he can serve to Hashem. So right now we're talking about specifically the big day koitesh, the Aaron mechichot. First the Pasuk says you take out Aaron and his son. But here he's talking about first about the garments of Aaron. There's a whole sikha on a Rashi sikha on this. To sanctify him. Rashi, what does it mean? Lekadshi lachnisa bekuhuna. That he would enter, uh, you sanctify him, so to enter him into the priesthood, to becoming a koyin through this garment. So that he should become a koyin to me. And the language of kuhuna is sheirusu, is a lash expression of service. Could be service. Shur, rain trio, blaz, shadus. It means service. 
Pasuk Dalet. Ve'ela ha-begodim, and these are the... So first he tells you, make the begodim to Lekach Lechanili. Which are the begodim? Pasuk Dalet says, Ve'ela ha-begodim ha-shayasu, these are the garments that they shall make. Who's they? These chachomim that we said before, chachmeleiv. Speak to the chachmeleiv, so they should make, right? So speak to the chachmeleiv, so they should make, these are the garments they should make. They should make a choyshe, and an eifoyt, umi'il, we're going to learn later on what is the mi'il. Mi'il, they call it a robe. And a uchesoynis tashbits. Uchesoynis tashbits. Uchesoynis is like a shirt. Or they call it a tunic. Okay? Tashbits means a checkered. You know, that has boxes in it. Because on that shirt that he wore, there were the boxes. There was mishbitzos in which you place the stones. And then you had a mitznefes. Mitznefes is a hat, kind of a hat that was on the head. On the head, the avnet is a is a is a belt. Is a um, is a gartel. That's an avnet. And the osu big dekoidesh. So they should make holy garments. And he adds ulevonov. Here he says also to his sons. So they should serve me. So what are the garments that we have here? A choyshen, an eifoit, a me'il, a chsoynes tashbits, a mitznefes, and an amnit. So, so far we have six garments over here. Rashi is going to explain. So he says, we started with the choyshen. What? Is the shoe okay? No. Maybe? No. Okay. Only David Levy. Iron, no, only Iron and his son. We'll see soon. He went from... Then no, we'll but see. only from our... The Choyshen of that's a Tachshit, that's an ornament, Keneged Alev, that was opposite the heart, it's on the heart. You put the Choyshen, you put on the heart. And the Eifoid, the Eifoid, that's the Eifoid of Trashi, Shamati, I did not hear, uh, I did not hear, I didn't hear about what it is. V'loi Motsosi Bebraisen, I did not find in Ebraisen, I didn't hear, I didn't find the but I said Pirush Tab Nisoy to explaining what it looks like. Rashi says, starts off, I didn't hear or I didn't find anywhere to tell me how the aphid was made. But Vilibi Oimerli, this is what my heart tells me. In other words, I think it is Rashi saying. Basically, Rashi saying usually he either, either heard it or he found it somewhere. His commentary here is just suggesting what Libi Oimerli, it's hard is telling him so. Shu Loi. Uh, that um, that the uh, the 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 um, the aphid was uh, tied around him um, um, around the coin uh, godel in his back, so that the aphid was like a uh, you know you see when people tie around like their sh- their shirts, their hands in the front, and then in the back hangs down a little bit behind them. You know, it covers their back a little bit. So that's the kind. It's Choguruloi. It's Uh It's tied around him, but it's laying over his back. Rokhbay, the width of it, the width of this Eifut, is Kedoichev Gav Ish. is like the width of the back of a man. Okay? And it's Kimin Sinner. It's a kind of a uh, uh, of an apron. It's an average man's back, but it's kind of an apron. Now, usually we're used to an apron in the front, 
like you have an apron like that you don't want to get uh, dirty, you know, that you wear while you're in the kitchen, you put on an apron. Uh, that's what you usually used to, but this was a kind of an apron in the back. It's chagura, it's a belt. That the princesses, when they ride in the horses, you know, they behind them there's like a... Um, so he says it's a kind of a belt that the Saris, the princesses, they belt on themselves when they ro- ride on the horses. Uh, so I guess when they uh, when they ride on the horses, that belt is not on their bottom. That's because they're sitting with their bottom on the horse, right? So that is a little bit higher up. But Kach Masehu... Likewise, similar is milmata is lower. It goes below. In other words, it goes on the lower on the lower back. Shenema, like it says in Shmuel Beis Vav Yudalid. Over there it says David Chagur Eifoid Bod. Over there it says David was girded with a bod with a linen eifot. Girded means tied uh, like a belted, belted with an eifot bod. Um, so lamadnu. Uh, so we learn here. That the aphid is uh, girded. Now, what does it mean that the aphid is a, is a belt? When we say lamadnu shaifid chagurahi, how do we see fakert? It says he was girded with an aphid bad. He tied an aphid bad. So, what does he mean when Rashi? What does Rashi mean when he says we learn from here that the aphid is a belt? The aphid is not a belt. It says beferish. David was girded chagur with a a fitbad. No, in other words, girded means he was tied up with a tide of bad. So if it is a, a girded bad, so it doesn't say he tied an aphid bad. Chagur, what does chagur mean? Chagur means girded. When a person who has a belt on him means that he's girded. You, you can only be girded with a gird, something that girds you, which is, you can only be belted with a belt. You can only be with something which is around you. So, from there we know, Sha'ifet Chagurahi, we know that the Eifet is a Chagura, because Chagur, he was girded with an Eifet, of made of linen. But, so then you think it's just a belt. But now we're saying to you that it's more than just a belt. We can't say that the aphid is just a belt. It's a kind of a belt. That all what is that's all what it is to the aphid. Can't say so. Why? Because the Posik says in Ches, Posik Zayin, when it talks about how you dressed up the clean godly, dressed up iron, it says, Vayitain Olov as you put on him the aphid. Okay. Then it says, Vayakhoy and you tied it, you tied what? You tied the aphid, with the belt of the aphid. So if the aphid is a belt, so what do you mean you tied the belt with the tie? The belt is a tie. That belt means that it's a tire. You can't tie. You can't tie the tie with a tie. Oh, that is the belt. So what does it mean? So you can't say that the aphid was only a tie. If it was only a cheshev, you can't tie a tie with a tie. I mean, that is what it is. So the aphid must have, means something else also. The Tirgim Unculus, and the Unculus translated, what means 
with the tie of the Eifid, so we learn from there, so we learn from there, that this Cheshev is the belt, the belt, it's not the Eifid, it's not the belt, it's not just the belt, because the Cheshev Eifid is the belt, it's girded, but the Eifid is a name of a ornament by itself, so now we know that it is something that was tied around you. Now, Now the straps that we're talking about over here, we're talking about the straps that went not around the belly, not around the front. These are straps that went over the shoulder. As the Pesach, when he learns over there, will see that and he girded him, in other words, he belted him with the uh, with the uh, with the string of the that is talking about that he girded him from the top over his shoulders uh, and so the ephod is a standalone, it's something else, it's a tachshit and it's impossible to say so what Rashi is saying is like this over here a belt what is the meaning of a belt or something that girds somebody if you, if you gird yourself with a belt right or you say a gartel what's a belt a belt is only a belt a belt serves something else right you have a belt you tie your pants you hold your pants the belt girds something else you tie so rashi set out to prove that the um that the aphoid is not just a belt but rather it was something that was belted on his back when you what do i mean that it was belted on his back that it uh, that it the, that the aphid itself is not a belt. The aphid itself is a uh, uh, a kind of a tachshit. It's an ornament. It's a kind of an ornament, as we'll see. Rashi is also more elaborate later on, but this is an, an ornament which is chagurloy. Uh, Rashi says it's belted on his back, meaning that the tachshit is on his back. But it's tied. It's a tied tachshit. It's not something that is just, you know, you tie it to your front. And then Rashi says, I'm reviewing quickly the Rashi again. It's width is as the width of the back of a person. And Rashi says it's kimin sinner. What is a sinner? It's mean it's like. Why a, did he have the ephod? Wait a minute. This is all the covered luciferous. It's all nice clothing. Kimin sinner. You know what a sinner? You say you know you see kings. What is the thing that the kings wear in the back? You know that. Uh, that kind, but it's something which goes in the back. He calls it shakoidin, porcelain balas. And Rashi says shakoidres asoris k'shereich v'salasusim. The princesses, when they ride on the horses, they have a sinner. They have this kind of apron, like in the back, you know, like uh, like a Superman, you know, like the kind that that fly that's behind. Him. That's called. That's what the kind of a. That's called. A, that's kind of a sinner, something like that. But it's on the back of the person. Uh, that the uh, Saris, the princesses, when they ride the horses, they have it on their back. So, so, uh, so it's done 
on the bottom. In other words, um, it's not like uh, by Superman over the uh, over the shoulders, but rather it starts. You'll see it starts from the middle, uh, like in the middle, like underneath. The Raj is going to say underneath the elbows. That's right. The gourd is round, and then you have like an apron running, rolling down, going down to the feet. As Rashi will say later on. Uh, Rashi says, okay, so how do we know Bechlaus? So Rashi says this, but this sinner was girded. So he says, David bud. So he says, David was girded with an aphoid bud. So we know that the aphoid also girds. The aphoid girds, not like I said before, that the aphoid is the girded itself, but he girded himself, in other words, he wrapped himself with the aphoid. So Rashi says like this, We know that the aphid you have to gird it, in other words, you tie yourself around with it, right? And you cannot just say, it's only a belt. In other words, then we'll tie it with David Chagur. He girded himself with a linen gird, with a linen belt. Can't say, because it says later on, in Vayikra Chazayin, it says, He placed the aphid on top of Aaron, the Kayan Godel. Pasik says in Vayikra Chazayin. Then it says Vayachger Oisoi Becheshav Eved. He tied the Eved with the string of the Eved. The Targum Uncle translates it Baham Yenefed with the string of the Eved. So we see there's two things. There is a Cheshav Achiger, and there is the string of the Eved, the, uh, the string which is the actual Chiger. But the Eved is Gurgut, and the Eved is a name of an ornament by itself. Now. When we talk about a strap, a string, we're not talking about an outside string like you would think of a string. We're talking about that the aphid on the top of it, Rashi is going to say, on the top of it, where it goes around the uh, the person's body, which it's around the person's body, there were like pieces of the, of the uh, when they would uh, make up that piece of garment, it came out with pieces in the side enough to gird around the person's body so we can tie in the front of him. You understand what I'm saying? So you need a tie. That piece went around the, the person's body. Now Rashi says further, maybe though the Efshel Leimer shall stay a kiss shall shame stay hakseifis kiss because of the two kisfes. What are the two kisfes? Because also you had uh, the there are two strings going up from the aphid that went around over the top of the person. Usually when you think, about, you think about girding, you're thinking going around the person's belly, right? In the front of him. We're talking about you gird it, and on the front of the thing, it's about around the person's belly button. That's where the, that's where the knot the knot's in, in the front of the person. That's where you make the bow. That's where you tie it in front of the person, by the person's stomach, right? But you can also, it will also went from the back, it also went along the height of the person's back over his shoulders. So Rashi is saying, Maybe still we're going to say that it's really not a separate garment, but Enoch and says that they tied it with the Chagura. So you would say this was a belt, but it was like a pair of suspenders, so to speak. So maybe the aphoid was suspenders, like, like, like some similar like suspenders. So that, in other words, there was no Tachshit over there, but you had, it was just a belt, a Cheshava aphoid, which surrounded him around the person's waist through his stomach. That's one thing. He had other straps 
going from the back of this cheshev over the front, over his shoulders. So still, that would leave us that the ephod is still not a garment, but it's still a belt. But the reason why it's called the ephod, yes, the Pasik says over there that they tied with the cheshev ephod. That's talking about tying him in the front of him. Rashi is saying, he's still saying, maybe when it says you tied the cheshev ephod, that's the string, that's the strap that goes in the front of the person. But maybe the the reason why we're calling it an aphid, it's still a strap because it's a strap which is going like the suspenders, it's going over from the back over to the front. It's still wrapping him, but it's wrapping the length of the body from behind his back over his shoulders. And that's why it's called Zakrashi. The EF Shaloimano, you can't possibly say Shal It's called a strap, the aphid, the belt, because it belts you over the top. And the kiss face is called those are straps. The reason these straps are called kiss face because at the end they were shoulder straps, like suspenders, but they were shoulder straps. So we're going to say that's why it's called aphid. Shari Namar because the Pasik says in Pasik of Zion, it says Shtay Kisvaisa Aphid. There's are straps of the aphid. It's not that the aphid is the straps. It's not the aphid is not the straps. It's not like there were just straps of the aphid. The aphid is the straps, and then you had a cheshev which went around the belly, around the the uh, the waist of the person. That's not what the meaning is because it says kisvayse aphid. So there was an aphid. So the, so there was three things here. There was aphid. There was cheshev aphid, and there was kisvayse aphid. So what does the aphid have to be? So therefore tells us the aphid is a name by itself. And the straps that go over the top, that's a name by itself. And the strap that goes around the belly, that's a separate name. Therefore, Ani say, because of all these, that because of the uh, apron, of below, in other words, because it hangs down, kori eifoid. It's called eifoid. Why? What does a sinner have to do with eifoid? So it, it, it is. It's strapped around the person. Yes, but why is it called eifoid? Not because the eifoid is a girder. Not because the eifoid is a belt. It is because of the sinner. It's called an eifoid. The sinner means the apron makes it an eifoid. Al shem it decorates and adorns. A point comes from the Lushan decoration. Commission Emar, as it says, boy. He decorated him with it, with the Chagura. After the Pasik says it there, he put the Aphid on him. And the boy. Yepid means that he decorated him with it. Why is it a decoration? Because that sinner, that apron that goes in the back, is what decorates him. The Hachishev and the string, who are Chagushalamaylemenu. So above, on the top, they wove in on the top of the sinner. There was a belt that went around his waist. That is called the Hachishev. That is above. That's above the sinner. And Rashi is going to say where that that was right underneath the elbows, around the belly of the person. That's where you tied the Hachishev for the sinner that went down. And then further, and these straps, these the suspenders that went on the back were set in where? In the belt. So there was a belt on the top. 
you had the sinner on the bottom, the belt was the upper piece of the sinner. On the top piece material, the top of the sinner, was that belt. Inside that belt, the suspender is attached to the belt that went over his shoulders. And further, my heart tells me, that there's evidence that it's a garment. Is further because Yehudah translates in Shmuel Beis, Perik Yud Gim Pasuk Yud Ches. He says, "Kichain til Bashna b'Nois Hamelach, Habesula is Meilim." Over there, he says, "For uh, for in this manner, the king's Besulois uh, daughters, uh, the king's Besulois daughters, dressed." He says in robes. Sorry, um, I skipped the Rashi. I skipped. There's another eye that means a levush. Yenison translates. Over there it says, So what is the Yenison translates over there? He touches the Eifid bud, he touches a kardud, the bud, the boots, which means a linen, and he says, What does it mean? This, a kardud, the boots. So we see that he touches the word Eifet but a Kardut the Butz. The Tirgem, and he also, when he translates the word Mi'ilim, so Eifet but he translates Kardut the Butz, a linen Kardut. The word Mi'ilim, he also translates as Kardutin. In the Maiseh, Tomer, Achaz of Sholem, with the story of Tomer, the sister of Sholem, it says, Kikein Tabashna, Benoisa Melech, Habsulis Mi'ilim, he touched their Kardutin. So we see that Eifet is touched Kardutin, and Mi'ilim is Kardutin. What's a meal? Meal definitely is a robe, it's a clothing, it's a garment, it's a separate ornament. So therefore we know that Eifrit is a separate ornament. I'm doing the second Rashi now meal. So we have by the Bogotim over here, we have the Eifrit, we have the Choshen was the breastplate, the Eifrit we just had the sinner, now we have the meal. The meal is Dr. Rashi who came in Choluk, that's a type of a, of a shirt. V'chein HaKusoynes. And also the kusoynis is also a type of a shirt. The difference between a mi'il and a kusoynis, today a coat is called a mi'il. Kusoynis is called a shirt. So Rashi says, The kusoynis, the kutoynis is next to the flesh. That's like an undershirt that goes right on top of the body. The mi'il is what's called the outside robe, the upper robe. That's the outside. It's like a shirt. You know, it's like a... Uh, an undershirt and a shirt. It's a kusoynus. That's the undershirt. The meal is the top one. Tashbates. What does it mean? A kusoynus tashbates. It was a shirt of tashbates that has these. Um, uh, it has these squares. Zokrashi tashbates asuyin mishbetsoyis lenoi. They were made of boxes for beauty. Vamishbetsoyis. What does it mean? The mishbetsoyis. Those were squares. Like we have the windows. You know, you have like. What do they call them? Uh, Window. No, the 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 uh, the boxed in, you know, like a little, you know. So vamishbet says him kibin gumois. The um, the boxes are uh, similar to holes hasuiz b'tachshit izov, which are made in golden uh, jewelry. The moishav to set in place kviyas avon tevis margolias to place precious stones and and, and gems in there. Like it says about the, the the stones that went on the ephod, as we're going to learn later on, there were stones uh, that was connected to the kisvei ephod. We'll learn the pasuk Aleph. It says 
over there in Musabis. So Musabis, they were enclosed in golden uh, boxes. So that's the word of Tashbits. Tashbits, the Kasaynas was made just for beauty. It had it was a box, the short word boxed, you know, they had like boxes, square boxes in there. That's the called the Mishbitzes. So it was just a decoration on the shirts. The shirts, the Kasaynas was made out of with boxes. With snefes, Sakrashi Kimin Kipas Koiva. That was a dome shaped a dome shaped hat. Is a kippa uh, it's like a dome, a koiva a hat, a hat shaped like a dome. Shakoidum koifa blas. it's called uh koifa blas. A kafia, you know, it's almost like the kafia there is, I don't know. Kipas koiva. Koifa. Shevis Osuyudreshis. Um in another place, the Torah calls them Lamates Chofches Migboys Umitarginon, and we translated Koivim hats. So these are kind of a hat. So the Mitznefes is a uh, is a hat which is called a kafia. It's a kafia kind of a hat um, uh, covering for the for the head. The Avnate. What is the Avnate? Avnate Hichagura Alakasoynes. The Avnate is the uh, is a belt. On the undershirt, on the kusoynis, on the lower shirt, va'efoit and the efoit is chagura became a belt alam il, not the efoit itself, meaning the tie of the efoit, the chesha va'efoit is the chagura mil commission. But sinu b'seder levishoson, like we see in the order when they dressed them, va'yikro chazayin, it says va'yitin all of us hakusoynis. He put on the undershirt, va'yach gerayse ba'avni, then he tied them with the belt. They had the the, the special avnet, the gartel, the special avnet. Then vayal b'shoyses hamil. Then you put on the coat on top. Uh, that's the upper garment that went on coat or the upper shirt. Vayitn all of us and on top of that you put on the eifit, and then you girded it with the chayshavah eifit, with the string of the eifit, not but not with the eifit itself, as Rashi is quoted. And that's what the pasuk says there. So Rashi, what are the, then the pasuk says, big day. Kodesh, they should make holy garments. Zukrashi, what does it mean they should make big day Kodesh? Zukrashi, Mitruma, the garments should be made from holy garments. Mitruma Hamugdeshes Lishmi, from the separation that was sanctified for my name, Yasu Oisom, they should make them. So it's interesting that in Pasik Bays, right away, the Pasik says again over here, Vasisa Big Day Kodesh. That it was Are, that it was Moshe Rabbeinu who made the big the Kodesh. But right away in Pasik Yemod, the Pasik says, So that they should make the Aaron's garments. So first it says, You shall make the holy garments. But just like by the Mishka we learned before in Pashas Truma, it says constantly that Moshe Rabbeinu Vosisa Vosisa. But at the end of the day, who made it? It was the Big day Arin, it was the Chachmelev. So now, the Pasuk continues saying in Pasuk, hey, Vehem, and they, the Chachmelev, as Rashi will teach, they should take Yichu, they should take Esazov, Esatchelos, the gold, and the Tchelos, uh, the blue wool, Vesargoman, the purple wool, Vestala, Sashoni, and the uh, red wool, Vesashesh, uh, and the uh, linen. And those were the uh, kinds from which they would construct these garments. 
Now, in the Parshas Truma, we haven't learned yet anything about anybody else making it. Rashi several times referred to to Betzalel, to the making of the uh, other one who made it, that we had the other time. But in the Pasuk, the Pasuk didn't talk about it yet. Over here, the Pasuk says, Vehem, those people, that you will tell, they should take, so that the um, the Truma that we learned in the Pasuk's Truma, that we took the um, uh, Tcheles and the Argoma and who's taking that? Now, it doesn't say it about some of the other material, but right now we're talking about specifically the material of the Zov, Tcheles, Argoma, Tlas, Shonim, Esashesh. The Shemen, Zayis, Rashi says, Ba'ato Tzavez, B'nei Yisrael, V'yikhoi Lecha, that they were supposed to bring to Moshe Rabbeinu, the Shemen, Zayis. So, again, I don't know for how much Shemen, Zayis they prepared at the time for, for how long, for what period of time, or as much as the Jews wanted to bring the Shemen, Zayis. Is it something that the Yidin had since it was so specific that it had to be Shemen Zayi Zoch? Is it something that the Yidin had already prepared that kind of Zah Shemen Zayi somehow they knew? Or they started squeezing oils at the time to give it? It doesn't say that they brought olives, and from the olives that they made it, but they brought the actual Shemen. It says they brought Shemen Zayi Zoch. That's what they talk from them. So, uh, if it wasn't a requirement before, they, why would they have zoch? So they started squeezing the olives at that point, to have, I mean, once they were commanded. I'm talking about after they were commanded there. So when he was telling them. Um, um, in here, and like I said before, mentioned before, that in Pashat Truma, it just says shaman over here, the Pasuk articulates what they need, so the people had to bring special shaman. They couldn't just bring ordinary shaman. Or... Um, the the pasuk said beferish that the shemen the pasuk said shemen lamoir. Uh, what happens to the shemen for the menachis? Uh, I don't know what menachis there were. There were menachis. We'll learn later on in the Chanukah Hamizbeach, and there was uh, different oils used over there too. Um, what happened with that oil? Where did that come from? What is the emphasis shemen lamoir? And over here too, you know, Rashi says right away, it's cost is lamoir, but not the the menachas. The menachas you can use the other ones. Uh, why didn't they ask that for gifts, or how did that come? Could that be possibly included when it says in Pasha's Truma? It also says shemen lamoir. It doesn't just say shemen over there. Um, and um, how did they get that shemen? Uh, where did they get the shemen that was not uh, lamoir? The other one that is kosher from menachas. The Torah doesn't mention those that you needed that. Um, you know, the same thing would be uh, the question we did mention, the Marshal Lechem Aponim we mentioned. Uh, how did they get the uh, uh, the flour uh, that was needed for the Lechem Aponim? Uh, the Pasuk doesn't say that they collected it uh, from anybody. Uh, where there's some things, the Pasuk just mentions main categories from which they built the, st- the construction, also mentions the uh, Shem el that was important because it was for the Menoira, also the Besamim, he talks about the Shem and Amishcha, that was important in the Kersamim, the other stuff, maybe they brought two, but the Pasuk doesn't find that necessary to mention each item that they were taking, the Torah just gives you a sampling of the most important thing. The oil was very simple, was very important. The rest of the stuff just came as secondaries to this. It just needs to be looked in further. Um, and so on, and the, all the other things that they need. But over here, uh, it clearly, the Pasuk clearly says here that the oldest stuff 
that they needed anyways dissolved the chilas vargomet lashon vashesh is the oisam chachmalev vehem yichuzak rashi oisam chachmalev shiyasu abkodim. So apparently um, it says yichu as hazo as had chilas argomen. The chilas and argomen lashon vashesh were made not uh, not only needed for. Uh, the begodim they used the uh, zav and the tchelas gomet lashon v'sheish they used them uh, extensively for the creation of the mishkan itself also. So, but here the pasuk is talking about oisim chachm yasa begodim should take. Uh, so they should kavlumen amisnadvin from those who gift as hazav as tchelas lashon v'sagodim. So apparently, somehow, how did they divide up? Uh, when the people came to gifts, to give the gifts, there was probably the general uh, place where the people dropped off all the gifts. The oil was dropped off to Moshe Rabbeinu. The Chachme uh, Leiv knew how much they needed for the garment, so they went to the Misnadvim. When they went to, came to bring the Zov Tcheles, and Rashi just says Zov Tcheles leaves out Argomat Lashan Vesasheish, uh, but he says, Lasimim Sabgodim, he gives two examples. Why Zov and Tchelis only? But Rashi mentions these two. And he says that these garments, uh, these people, they would come and take from the Misnadim those particular. In other words, there was a fund within the fund. And they came to see what, and instead of the Misnadim putting it into the regular fund. And then the Chachme Leiv, who making the Begodim should come and take from there, they took it directly from the Misnadim. That's what we learned from the Posting, the Hem Yichu, as Azov, as Atcheles. How does Rashi know that they're taking it from the Misnadim and not from the main pot, uh, not from the main thing? And then again, who are these different Chachmilev? But Rashi emphasizes it. Uh, it seems like Betzalo, um, you know, he headed oh, everything, as we'll learn later on. Including the garments, and he was from the Chachmalev headed, and he had the people, Vitei uh, and Aliyah ben Achisamoch, and and the other Chachmalev. But it seems like there was particular Chachmalev that were specially for the begodim. Within the general Chachmalev, there was specifically Chachmalev uh, for the begodim, uh, and um, because. Um, or maybe they weren't Chachmalev for the Begodim, but they are the ones that actually were appointed to do these Begodim. So, because there's an emphasis here. They were to bring it. Alright, so we'll go right there. They shall make the Eifoid. So the Eifoid was made of uh, Zohav, Tcheles v'argomon telas shoni. By the curtains over there, they just had Tcheles v'argomon telas shoni in sheish, in sheish mojzer. Again, the pasuk in Hay doesn't say sheish mojzer; just says a sheish. Most of the time, it says sheish mojzer. But it says they made; they should make the ephod. So here, they also used a strand of zav. In the garments, they made zov tchelas vargomen telas shoni v'sheish mojzer and twisted linen. Again, always by the sheish it's or most of the time by the sheish it's mojzer. Uh, mojzer it seems like the sheish came twisted, but then they ended up twisting up everything. The tchelas vargomen. That's how Rashi said before they had twenty six per strand. We'll see. Here we added the gold over here, 
but it was done the work of a weaver, not needlework, but the weaving work. If I would try and explain the way the aphid and the choshed works on the order, the way the pasuk had a perushim prokim prokim, so the interpretation would be piece piece. The yishgia koyde b'tzirufam, and the one who reads will make a mistake by combining them all together. Therefore, I will write the actions kimoishu as it is. Leman yorutz akorutz bay, so that therefore that the reader can run quickly, run through it and see how it's done. And later on, I will explain on the order of the verses. The aphoid is also sinner that's made like the um, like the sinner, like the apron of women that that ride the horses, in which uh, there's like a uh, apron that follows behind them. You belt, you tie it on your back. Connectedly, uh, boy, opposite your heart, lamata uh, below your elbows. So below the elbows, around, perhaps around, just around the, the waist, the, the 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 stomach of the person. Rachboy, the the width of this uh, sinner was kimidas reichem gabish is like the width of the back of the person where it started off. It's that's the width of it. Viyoyser uh, a little more, the back it going over a little the sides, not on the back. It it wrapped a little bit around from the back to the towards the front. And it reached until the heels. The length was up to the heels. And the string that wraps it around the waist is connected on the top of this sinner, on the part where it, uh, uh, on the back, uh, on the top, by the back of the person, on the, you know, opposite his stomach. Uh, he connected a, uh, was connected the, the string, the, the strap. On the width of the sinner, the length was all the way down to his leg, but the width was the back of the person. So he connected the strap over there, with weaving work. It wasn't like a string attached or sewn onto it, but it was woven into it a string. That strap prolonged on both sides. In order to surround the entire person, the front of his stomach, so that he can gird himself with it and tie it up. So he ties up so that the sinner stays around his stomach by the tie that is in front of his, by, by, the, by his stomach, and that's why it stays on his back. Then you have Aksefes, the straps that uh, went over the person's shoulder. They were mechubores, they were connected to the strap, to the strap that was woven into the top of the sinner. One was on the right, one on the left. So, you know, we're looking at the back of the person, you can say, or the person's right and left doesn't make a difference, but uh, one to the right, if you look at the person's back, one on his right, the one on his left. They were distant one from another, like suspenders, but suspenders usually, a lot of times in the back, they go crossed. But here, they're straight. You know, look at them as straight. So you had them distant one from another, the amount which separates the shoulders. So uh, along the the uh, right, extreme right side of the person's back and the extreme the left side of the person's back, yet streak, uh, two straps running across from the sinner all the way up to behind the back of the koyin, or uh, in this case, uh, the koyin gadol, uh, which the clothes are for the koyin gadol, 
is Lishnei Ketzois Sinner. That was the two edges of the width of the sinner. The uh, the sinner was the width and a little bit longer of the width of the person. So uh, to that there was attached to the two sides and the width of the sinner was attached the straps that went behind his back over his shoulder. When you pick up those straps, you know, the straps can be laying down over the back behind the person, running to the floor. But when you pick up the straps, on this slide they would stand, I'll snake a safe on their two shoulders. And as they were two straps, Asuyas Mimino Eifet, but they were made from the same type of the Eifet. Actually, the Rashi didn't say this by the Cheshev that it was from Maisei Eifet. Um, I don't know whether, but, but they said it was Maisei Eirek. Uh, maybe it's the one from the Minha Eifet also. Um, so you had from the Eifet basically coming out a strap that wraps around the front, and you had two straps going out at the two edges of the sinner that were laying that, then when you raise the bump, they stole over his shoulders. And they were two straps that were made from the time of David. Aruches, the, the length of the straps was Kedei Shir, was the enough, should be enough amount, Lezakfon Eitzel Tzavore, so that he can put him up by his neck, on his shoulders, reach up to his neck, Mekana Mekana, from the both sides, from the right and left side of his shoulders. Vinikpolis Lefon of Lamato, and they would fold over in front of him, in other words, his shoulder, Safe of mouth, a little bit of his shoulders, a little over the front. And then in these straps, they had set the, the shoyan stones were set, the one on the right, the one on the left. One was on the right shoulder, the smaller one was on the left shoulder. Then the Hamish Betsois, these these boxes, uh, there were two boxes in the Sunnis that were placed. Biroshehem on the front of on the front of these two Avne Shoyham Lifnei Kisefov that was in front of his shoulders, so they were in front of him, uh, lower than his shoulders, uh, beyond the Avne Shoyham that were set in the Kisvos. So the Mishbetzos, these boxes, were placed. At the head, at the at the front of these shoyham, of the shoyham stones, in front of his kisefif. So so far, at the at the um, on the on the straps of the eifoit, at the edge of the straps of the eifoit, there were uh, these two shoyham stone. After that came the mishbetzos that were put mirashayim in front of his shoulders. And then, now, we're going, we had Shtei Avoisos Hazov, you had two golden, uh, two golden strings, or two golden chains, Avoisos, they were chain, chain, link, link chains. So the two link chains uh, were Tchuvois, were, were pushed in, was pushed through, and we just move down to the separate garment, the Choshen. The Choshen, in the two Taboi Shebechoshen, in the two rings of the Choshen, there were two, um, uh, two um, chains, two golden chains, were stuck in the two rings of the Choshen, in the two 
sides of its upper width. So that the top of the Choshen had two rings on it, and it's both widths, which was as on the upper right and left side of the Choshen, which was on the uh, on the breast of the uh, the breastplate of the uh, of the uh, Koyen. and the Shasher Zov that were placed inside the two rings, which were on the upper side, on the upper two corner sides of the upper side of the Cheshen, Achas Liyimin Achas Lismoyel, one to the right and one to the left, Ushnei Roshei HaSharsheris, and the two tops of the ring, of the, of the chain, because you have a chain, if you put the chain through the ring in the Cheshen at the top, you have on the end, you have two Two um, um, two chains of the of the right to They were stuck in in the mishbetzis into the box that was on the right side. The because you fold it up again. You take the shasheres, you pull it through through the ring on the top of the chayshin, the ring that stuck out of the other corner, the left side corner of the chayshin. So you have two. Uh, chains that those were stuck in the mishbetzos in the box because of small which was on which was connected to the left shoulder nimtza so it turned out that the choshen was totally was hanging the mishbetzos by the boxes of the eifid alibay on his heart of that's they were hanging down off of those chains. Then there were additional two rings that were They were the two edges of the chayshim, at the bottom of the chayshim. and corresponding to them were boys. There were two rings, milmato. The two straps opposite those two straps, which were. On the Ketzai Sachesh on the bottom, there were two rings in the two straps of the Afer on the bottom, Beroishoy Hatachten on the bottom, uh, uh, on the bottom uh, part of the straps, the place where the straps connect to the Cheshev Ha'Efeit, Hamachubah Becheshev. So there were two rings over there. Um, so the, in such a way that the tabis achishen, because the 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 um, the straps were such that at the edges of the straps, uh, which was uh, on the uh, on the sinner on the aphid, which covered the back of the person, uh, what it turns out is when the achishen was dropped down, uh, that spot was. Uh, it was Tabasa Ephid. It came opposite the rings of the Ephid uh, on those straps. The Kisvesa Ephid had the ring attached over there so that the bottom, I mean, the the, 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 Hushin, the breastplate was wide enough that its uh, ring and the ring of the bottom straps that were at the corner, the edges of the sinner, uh, came. Next to each other, on top of each other, so the basachayshin will multi basachayit. Sheikh and Zelzed they were laying one on top of the other. 
Omerachson, and he would attach the psil to chelus with a a blue wool strand, tohu betabas that was stuck through the rings of the eifit and the chayshin, which was in the bottom of the kisvis eifit. So that the bottom of the chayshin should be connected uh, to the chayshiv, uh, to the uh, strap of the eifit. And it shouldn't, so that the front and the back should be together, shouldn't be moving and separated, back and forth, but they stick together. So, here it says, Before he said that the, um, the Tabas was by the Kisfoy he told by the straps of the Eifoid. But the straps of the aphid connected to the chayshin aphid, as you said already. So at probably at the exact at the point where the kisvis aphid connects to the chayshin aphid on the bottom, that matched up with the two edges of the chayshin, and you put in the pesil techelus to keep them uh, together that they shouldn't move. I mean, the person, the human body, the the coin's body, apparently seems to me logically still separated a little bit the thickness the of the person's body, but they were on top of each other, meaning, but they had this thing connecting them, so even though there was a, uh, some space of the body, but it's still connected, it, they say, doesn't mean that they literally touched each other, doesn't have to mean that they touched each other, because the tabas was a flat piece, the tabas, the, I mean, the chayshin, I don't know if the chayshin sort of wrapped, or the back wrapped, it's possible in both ways, it's also possible if it has to be that they actually touched each other, then you can say they wrapped, uh, and, and, and so that the rings actually were exactly aligned one over the other, and they actually touched each other, or there was a little space of the body in between, And but the thing is that they were tied by those, by the psil tchela, so it didn't jump around back and forth. Now, it says, so here we have the Zohar added. These five strands were twisted on every strand and strand. Now, it's easy to understand how wool pieces, wool pieces are very flexible. But Rashi wants to explain the Zohar. They would flatten the gold to make out of it like uh, a thin plate like thin plates, and then the and then they would cut off strands of them, and then you would be able to weave them. You would put one golden uh, uh, strand, uh, with six strands of blue wool, then you would put a with six strands of the purple wall. Same thing with the Zov with the Tlashani. You put the Zov with six strands of Sheish and the Tlashani six. For each strand, each kind had uh, six of its strands. So you had one gold with six strands of each one of them. And then, and the Chutzelzov with each one of them. So each one had six and one, so seven. Then 
he twisted him all together. Uh, then it comes out that each strand from these twisted together strands, or kaful esri was uh, uh, double 28, uh, 28 strands in it, uh, because you have four different kinds, uh, four different kinds of seven. So um, four times seven is twenty-eight. And uh, the way we learn it, zov tchel zov argomon zov talashoni zov sheish marzav. B'chaim afurish b'maseches yuma in beis aluf. B'lamad min amikra hazeh. We uh, we learn it from this pasuk. Which pasuk? Yishbois lametes gimel. Over there it says not like I said zov tchel zov argomon, but the pasuk says yishbois lametes gimel. Later on it says vayiraku. As Pache uh, Azov, they flattened the uh, the sheets of gold, the kitzitz psilim, and they cut it into um, um, into into cords. Last um, is uh, to make it as psile Azov to make the golden strands. This teaches us in each one of them that it was a golden strand shazur that was twisted in min vimin in every kind. What is Pirashti? I've already explained in Shmois Chavav Aleph Shuadikas Shtei Kiros that this is the uh, weaving of two walls that the images of the both sides are not similar to one another. Rashi actually explained it in two places before, in Pasha's Truma. Um, side with regards to the uh, coverings of the Mishkan, it says Maisechoshev, and side with regards to the Paroiches, uh, that was made Maisechoshev. And it seems like the thoughtful work mainly is because you have to make two images that are not similar to it. That's a thoughtful work. When you do Maisechoshev, Rashi says, a sewn as it was, um, Rashi pointed out by the by the wall of the uh, Chotzer. Rashi actually pointed it out with the um, but the Mosach Pesach for the um, for the for the Mishkan in um, in um, in in Pasuk Lamed Lamed Vov Perik Chav Vov Maiserikem Rashi says Atzuras Asuyus by Maiser Machatz Kipatz Kipatz of Eivur Shalzeh Kach Parts of Shleiver Zeh and the same thing was the Maiserikem we learned at the end of Parshas Truma with regards to the Mosach for the Pesach Achotzer they were also made Maiserikem as opposed to the the Paroiches inside the Mishkan and the covering for the Mishkan they were made Maiserichoshev which was the Tzuras of the two sides are not similar to each other. Uh, it shall have two connected shoulder straps. Um, the um, the the aphid should have two uh, straps shoulders. El by the two corners, the two corners of the sinner, the two corners of this ornament of the aphid on the back. He had the straps attached themselves. To the top of the sinner, as we learned before, we see the Rashi. Shneikit soisov on the two corners, v'chubar, and that it was connected over there, so uh, it should be uh, connected. Shteik seifo is v'goymer. So Rashi, a sinner milamata, the apron was below. The cheshev a'efoid and the strap of the efoid yachagura, 
that is the belt. Utsmuda loy milamaylo. and this was dugma sinaranoshim that it was hugging him uh, from uh, from behind, uh, from above, like the um, like the um, uh, apron of the women. Umegabel shel koyin. And from the back of the coin, behind the coin, they were the straps were connected uh, into the strap. Uh, there were two pieces, similar to two uh, wide strips. There was one corresponding to each shoulder. He puts them up, on two, two shoulders, until they fold over in front of him, connected the opposite his chest. And through connecting them to the rings of the Choshen, they are held on uh, from in front of him. The Choshen is held on in front of him, connected Liboy, opposite his heart. Uh, uh, I guess the straps are held on. That they don't fall because they're holding the chayshin. Kemeshup furish binyan, like it's explained in further down. Voyus kufus vahilchus connected kseifim. They were raised up and going uh, opposite his shoulders. Ushtei avne hashem kvuis bahem, and the two shayim stones were set in them. Achas, achas one becholachs in each one. Each one had one avne shayim. So um, um, through by the chibunum l'taboyes through the shoulder straps being connected to the rings of the Choshen, that's how the shoulder straps were held in front of him uh, uh, opposite his heart and they didn't fall uh, as will be explained in the, in the, in the, in the subject and uh, one on each side El Shnei the two corners means that the width of the Eifet that's where the uh, straps, uh, the kisvis aphids were connected uh, by the width of the aphid. The length went down to the feet, but this is the width that the width of the back of the person. The width was only as the width of the back of the coin. The govhoi and the height was at connected up to the uh, uh, elbows. You know, from the elbows on lower, the part the elbow. By Yoza, that um, you shouldn't uh, gird them in a place that sweats. But with regards to the kind of the big dekuna, that you shouldn't gird themselves in a place of pers- perspiration where you perspire. So therefore, not above the elbows, and also and not below the hips. Because of there is places of where you once perspires, but opposite their elbows, that's the place where you girded the sinner, the uh, the aphid. and its decorative band, uh, the band uh, that was afudosi uh, of the aphid uh, that that decorated him, asherolov, kimaseu, which is the same. As the, um, as the uh, made out of the same thing of the, of the uh, sinner itself, as the aphid itself, 
should be made of it. In other words, you don't make a separate cheshev, and then you tie it, you sew it up, but you make it directly, you weave it in it. And we'll see in Rashi, Yizov, Techelus, Vargomet, Lashon, Sheish Mazar, is made the same way through the strands of Zov, Techel, Vargomet, Lashon, Sheish Mazar, the 28 strands, as Rashi has explained before. The Cheshev, Afedosidok, Rashi, the Chagor, Shal Yodoy, and the belt, Shal Yodoy, Hu Me'avdoy, Hu Mesaknei, Hu Lekoyen, the belt through which he ma'abde, Rashi says ma'abde, he decorates him, and he fixes him for the koyin, and he adorns him, the belt makes him adorn him, because through that, it makes it uh, 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 proper on the person, asher olov, that is on top, top here means, which is on the top of the edge of this sinner, the edge of this ephoid, that's the belt, is kemasehu, is the same way as the same act, just as the weaving of the sinner itself, was made work of thoughtful work, and not needlework, but thoughtful work, uh, weaving work, from the five kinds, likewise the, the weaving of the belt, is made in the thoughtful way, in a weaving type, and from the five kinds, and on top of them, menu yia should be permitted. Yia or ima or you should weave them together with it. The lo yar genu levadiach, but and you shouldn't weave it separately. And then you connect it, but it should be together. Now all these cheshev avodosu, we learned this about the cheshev, but we didn't learn this about the shteik seifus. Uh, then um, and we had those shteik atiches merchus rechovis. Over there, it doesn't say um, uh, what it was made out of. The whole uh, thing that it was made, Mimenuyi and Kimasehu, it says about the Gatcheshe. What about the Shteik Seifus? Uh, it just tells you that there were the two straps, I mean, Shteik It doesn't say to you that they went out of over there or they went out from the same piece, they should make it Machatchila. Don't know. Pasuk test. Don't know why. Maybe it was Takenat, maybe it was something else. We'll see, maybe later on we'll figure this out. Pazik tells, V'lokachto So you take the two shoyam stones. Um, now we learned also in the gifts, when they were looking in Truma for the gifts, it says, Avnei Shoyam. So there were two shoyam stones. Upitachto um, Aleihem, and then you should engrave upon them, Shmois B'nei Yisrael, the names of the sons of Yisrael, Meaning the names of these uh, the twelve shvatim, as the pasuk will explain how they were inscribed. Um, and, and there was only two needed. As, uh, Rashi uh, brought down right in the beginning that in Truma that there was only two needed for the ephod. So listen, these gifts didn't uh, end up involving that many people. I mean, any person who had an ashoyim stone. We know the also the Gemara the shem the But anyways, let's go back to pasuk yud. Shisha Mishmoisam, six of the names uh, of the Bnei Yisrael, Al Haev and Achas, were on one stone. Bes Shmois Hashisha Nesorim, and the remaining six, uh, calls them remaining six, uh, not just six, the other six, but the remaining six, Al Haev and on the second stone. Kisel Doisam, you do it in the order the way they were born. Rashi Kisel Doisam, Kisei Doshanel, in the order was born. Ruvain. Shimon, Levi, Yehuda, Don, Naftali, Al Ha'achas, they were in one. Balashni, on the second one, you had God, Asher, Yisachar, Zavulon, Yosef, and Binyamim. Didn't go by the Shavuot, didn't go by the 
was just in the order of birth. Uh, it says Binyamin uh, Mali uh, is written full with the Yud Binyamin Mem Yud Nun. She came across the Mokim told said So it's written in the place of his birth in the Pasuk Chumash. It says Vatikloi Binyamin. It's written with a Yud. Uh, so you have Esrim Chumash Oisius. You have twenty-five letters Bechol Achas Vachas. Uh, you have in the in each one of them Binyamin is full. Pasuk Yud Aleph Maasei Chorash Evan. Similar to the work of an engraver of gem. Chorash Evan, the work of a grave of him. Pituche Chaisom, similar to the engraving of a seal. Tafatach Eshteyahavonim, you shall engrave these two stones. Al Shemayz B'nai Yisrael, the names of the sons of Israel. Musabis, you should um, enclose them. Musabis, they should be surrounded. Saviv. Mishbet Seizov, with golden settings. Tazoisim, you should make them. Before the Rashi, the Mishbet seemed like they came Beroshe. I wonder if this was the same Mishbet or other, to go back to that Rashi over there. Lechayra, you put the... uh, as Pasik says here, they put the Shaim stone into Mishbitzais. But over there, Rashi says, you put it in the Mishbitzais, Berashayim. No, it means Berashayim over there, attached it on the bottom, the edge of the, after the Mishbitzais, but after the, the stones. But here it was in the stones. But there was other Mishbitzais, because you had to, you couldn't, it doesn't seem like you can attach the Sharsharais to the Mishbitzais of the Zohav. You, it just doesn't, it's filled with the, uh, it's filled with the uh, Shoyim stones. Uh, uh, so the, it must have been, Rashi was talking about there other Mishbitzais that were boxes that you would connect the, um, the chains to. I don't know, we've got to uh, look at this a little further. But anyway, let's do the Rashi over here. Maisei Chorash Evan. Maisei Uman Shalavonim. This is a craft's work of, of a, a craftsman of stone. Uh, this Chorash, um, uh, a graver, is uh, to connect it to the word that follows. It's Chorash Evan, the act, the work of a Chorash Evan, of a graver of stone. Uh, that's why it says Chorash, not Moise Chorosh, but Chorash. Um, therefore, the carpenter. A stretched out a line, so it's Chorash Eitzim with the Pasach, a wood uh, worker, uh, not a cob. Chorash Shel Eitzim, it means a uh, worker of of Eitzim or a graver of Eitzim. Vechein Yishayim and Dal Yud Beis Chorash Barzel Matzit, the iron smith, Chorash Barzel, so we call him a, a smith of iron. Uh, So kolayel dvokim b'suchim, they're all uh, uh, connected, and they have a pasach, vowelized uh, with a pasach, because they're chorash evan or chorash eitzim or chorash barzel. Uh, so this is a the work of a stone engraver. Pituchim choisom, it should be kitargumoi, um, um, uh, as the targum teaches. Uh, 
engraving of a seal, Petuchei Choysem, Ketsav, Ketargumai, Ketsav, Mefaresh, Keglav Deisko, a clear script like the engraving of a signet. Like the engraving of a signet. A choysem. Isko is a choysem, a signet. Like the engraving of a signet. The letters are engraved inwardly. As they engrave the seals of signets. Sheheim lachte megeres. Uh, uh, which are used to seal letters, uh, so the inside of the choysom, the letters are there are engraved so that when you seal the letters, they get outgraved. So you get sticks out in the troops. So in the choysom, it is engraved. So the stones were pituchi choysom, they were engraved, they were engraved. So that the letters were inside the stone, not that they were standing out. That's the way you engrave the two stones. Al Shmeis Bnei Israel. Al Shmeis says Kemoy Bishmeis with the names of Bnei Israel. Musabes Mishbetzoyz Krashi Mukafis Avonim. The stones were surrounded in Mishbetzoyz of with golden boxes. So Yisro Moshe Va Evan Bezov. He makes the seat where the stand sits with gold. Kemin Guma like a hole. Lamadato, you learn that heaven. Oh no, I'm sorry. He makes it in gold like the hole for the measure of the stone. Umashkia, and he sinks it in the mishbetzos into that uh, into the setting. Nimtzos turns out that a mishbetzos that the setting that that would surround the stone all around it. That is musabes. It's surrounded by the setting. Umachaber hamishbetzos. Uh, and the settings would be attached to the shoulder straps of the aphids because they were at the edge of the aphids so you would connect these straps so you didn't have the uh, stones sitting on the straps but the straps, the stones were sitting in the mishpitzos and the mishpitzos were attached to the straps of the aphids Postgut base and the Samto, no, what you possibly be Samto Shtevonim al Kisvei Soifrit shall put the two stones upon the shoulder straps of the Eifrit. Avnei Zikorin as stones of remembrance. Livnei Yisrael for the children of Israel. Venosa Aaron as Shemoyisom. So Aaron will carry their names. Livnei Hashem before Hashem. Al Shteich Seifop on his two shoulders. Lizikorin as a remembrance. Lizikorin as a remembrance of Trash Hira Kodesh Baruch Hashvotim Ksumim Lefonov. Hashem should see the tribes are written before him. The Yiskar Tzidkos. Someone will remember their righteousness.